Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, just yesterday morning, we went through a report from the Fraser Institute. Um, they attempted to put a price tag on our so-called free health care. Now, we know it's not free, right? We call it that because, you know, we don't have to reach into our pocket to pay for it, but we all know that it's not free. It's a big, big chunk of what we pay in taxes. Uh, according to their report, the average Canadian pays about $6,000 a year in health care. Um, so that brings us back to the age-old question, how can we reduce that bill. And I hear from a lot of you who agree with our next guest, we need to change the focus of our healthcare system. Instead of it being reactive, let's work on a little preventative medicine and keeping people out of that emergency situation as best we can. And it makes a lot of really good sense. We're going to have a conversation now with Dr. Brianne Everett, who is CEO of Orpix. Uh, Dr. Everett, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. So it's not an all or, or nothing conversation we're having. I mean, you're not saying we need to abandon our emergency healthcare system. Of course, that's part of what we need to do. It's just changing the focus, right? Uh, we, we do a fantastic job of delivering emergency and acute care in the province, and we need to continue to do that. Absolutely. So what do we need to, in terms of, let's take a look at what you see in our healthcare system now. That's the focus. When you say on the reactive and the emergency, what do you think we're sort of, I don't know if it's tunnel vision, but what's our focus now? So I think what we have this huge opportunity in the province in that we exist within an integrated delivery network in that the provider of our healthcare services is the payer of our healthcare services. And if we're able to take an approach that is more, more optimized, more cost effective, we end up directly benefiting from those cost savings. Most people in the province are going to be cared through through uh, Alberta Health Services throughout the course of their lives. So if we can take an approach where we're looking at that individual as somebody who's utilizing those services from birth till death, how can we optimize the care that that person is receiving through that whole continuum and not taking a very immediate approach, which just necessarily ends up prioritizing reactive acute services? How can we ensure that we're uh, making the most preventative approach to that person's life and supporting them in being well throughout the course of their life rather than just waiting until there's issues that develop because those issues are the most expensive way we can interact with a healthcare system. So when we talk about that, like you say, right from the very beginning, right from the inception here, I mean, when we talk about preventive medicine and, you know, doing a better job of that, is it just, is it just family docs? Is it being, you know, um, more continuous care or are there lots of other components that go to it as well? I think there are many components to it. So there has been a lot of great work that have, has been done by many individuals and researchers in the province. And one example of that would be um, the O'Brien Center for Public Health, where there has been a lot of great work done on how do we optimize primary care in the province. And 
some of the elements of optimizing primary care are really related ultimately to making sure that we have the talent base to support primary care delivery. So that's retention uh, and recruitment of primary care deliverers. And so that's really key, making sure that we're taking a a team-based approach to primary care is absolutely critical. So, uh, you know, approaching the whole person and delivering health in a very multidisciplinary way. Those are, those are, are key areas that I think individuals have been um, great at commenting on for years now, where I think that we need to start really evolving the conversation to is how do we make the delivery more innovative and how do we keep up with the times in terms of what's being developed from a telemedicine, remote health and digital health standpoint? And that's, this is the area that, that I work in every day as a CEO of a digital health company. I, I've had a lot of direct experience seeing that if we continue to deliver healthcare within the walls of our institutions and in a more reactive way, it's the most expensive way that we can deliver healthcare. However, if we start really embracing that health happens everywhere, it happens in the communities, it mostly happens at people's homes, how do we think about the delivery throughout that continuum and start really uh, shifting towards care at home preventative care at home and care that happens in between those traditional visits. And that really comes down to embracing digital health, remote health, and um, telemedicine services. Have we learned a lot about that? I think we had to out of necessity during COVID, right? So many things went remote. I know I was in a doctor's office a couple of weeks ago, and that was one of the options they give you. Hey, you can wait here or we'll li- we'll, we'll line up a remote um, uh, uh, appointment with the doctor if you'd rather do that. So are we seeing that incorporated more now, Doc? Uh, COVID was an excellent accelerant yeah, for this exactly. because we ha- we had to do it. We had to find ways to be able to do things remotely. And that, that ranges from uh, changes in the workplace through to changes in healthcare delivery. So I think we need to see it as an opportunity to take that experience and that, that knowledge and capacity we built during that time and think about how do we continue to evolve this agenda of remote care and just con- continue to do that in the absence of an active pandemic, because it's a balance between that in-person and remote care that's going to get us the most cost-effective outcome-driving healthcare we can build. What about, and I'm really interested in one thing you mentioned, the team-based approach, right? Where where it's not just the doc, but you've got so many other components that go into overall health. Um, are, are, is there anywhere, like you said, there are examples of this team-based approach happening in Alberta already. So we have, we have sort of the building blocks in place, a, a, a map we can follow, right? Absolutely. And when you think about healthcare, Healthcare isn't delivery of healthcare by physicians. It isn't delivery of healthcare by nurses in isolation. There's a wide range of allied healthcare professionals that can contribute and support an individual's health. And so making sure that when we're taking an approach to someone's care plan, it's being done in the most considered way possible. One example here is uh, I think historically there's been a massive underappreciation of the social determinants of health. So simple things like access to food, housing, clothing, economic stability, what is the built environment that someone lives in. Um, By approaching health 
in a team-based way and acknowledging the multi-facets of someone's life and the multi multiple ways that we can actually support that person's care, we can actually do a much better job at getting to those underlying drivers of why somebody might be struggling with staying healthy. Um, if you don't have access to food, it's going to be pretty difficult sure. to focus on optimizing your health. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are a number of components that go into it, no question. So we, we get this fixed, we get this, uh, or we get started on this anyway. What what changes in the system that we have now? First and foremost, I think we take a lot of pressure off our hospitals and our ERs, right? Because we don't have people landing there. We We intervene and we sort of redirect before we get to the crisis stage. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge with this is that it it requires an openness to completely thinking differently about how we deliver healthcare and in the way in doing that we're not necessarily going to see results tomorrow and that's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult area to invest in if you have to wait years to see the outcome of change. But that that shift is kind of a shift throughout the province that I think everybody would need to embrace. There needs to be an embrace of an entire cultural shift within medicine. There needs to be an uh, an embracing of uh, technology and innovation to support that shift. But if we can, as a province, agree that that is the best approach and make those changes and do it over years, the timeline is years to do this, sure. um, I think we can drive a ton of positive improvement in in the experience of living as an Albertan and a healthy Albertan. I think it makes great sense. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here.